This episode is brought to you by our affiliate Gemini. Gemini is a well-respected cryptocurrency exchange started by Cameron and Tyler Wakelboss. If you're interested in purchasing Bitcoin, Ethereum, or other altcoins, please check out their website at gemini.sjb.io backslash moontower to learn all about it. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Moon Tower Business Podcast. This is your host, Joseph O'Bell, and today I have the pleasure of speaking to Clint Davis, who is the co-founder and CEO of Capsule. Clint, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Always Thank good. You. Always good for a chat, a, bit, a chat, a bit of a chin wag, you know? Yes, sir, man. Uh, I appreciate you being here. Um, excited to talk about Capsule, but maybe we can just uh, get started by you, maybe just introducing yourself a little bit to listeners and talk a little bit about some of the stuff you've, you've worked on in the past. Yeah, great. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, so the accent is usually the good start point for people. You know, they're always like, where's that accent from? Uh, and I'm like, South Texas. Can't you, can't you understand what a South Texas <laughs> accent sounds like? You know, but no, originally uh, South African. Uh, my wife and I left South Africa in 2008. Obviously, we grew up there under apartheid, saw that shift, um, all of that, a whole bunch of life experience. Um, had to go through the whole process of recovering from, uh, from really being taught that racism is a normal thing, you know, so that, that takes years to actually heal. I think heal is a good word from that. Um, 2008, we moved to Dubai. We uh, just wanted to see the world a little bit, although the dream on our hearts was always to live in the United States. That was always what we wanted. And so that uh, became a very long journey for us, even though we were told by lawyers that we would never attain to that because of our education, because of the amount of money we needed. Uh, and all of that, we uh, actually did see that fulfilled, but that's a whole nother story of its own uh, after a 20-year journey. So Dubai, um, really great, lived there for six years in a city that was so new and fresh and just created, so very exciting times. You learn a lot about culture, you're living with 180 other nationalities, and you're doing life with them. And so this was sort of a hyper, a hyper learning space to people and humanity and the fabric of society. and um, my degree being theology, my, my heart and my mind being very philosophical and a bit of a dreamer, uh, that was just uh, such an amazing melting point pot to live in. And then um, moved to Australia, to the Gold Coast, went to help a friend whose uh, wife sadly passed away from breast cancer and uh, left him behind and a 10-year-old daughter. And uh, so we, we ended up really just stopping everything in Dubai, moving there, helped them for two years. Upon which we weren't sure where we were going to end up and ended up winning the green card lottery at a 0.73% chance, which uh, got us into the United States and moved to Los Angeles. That uh, almost killed us and escaped to Austin, Texas. So here we find ourselves and that's the long way around. Along the journey, 17 years of radio and TV broadcasting to over 5 million listeners on four different continents. And I was a high-performance driving instructor on racetracks, doing extreme car control and all that sort of stuff. So people always look at that and go, what an amazing life, you know? But it's funny how any job can become a job at some point. And uh, then all the way to now, realizing that uh, in order to change the world, we really needed to start from the top and build it ourselves and implement the culture and the ethic that we wanted. And uh, hence why uh, me and my two co-founders are founding the company called Capsule, helping people save their stories. And we can get into that if you like, but that's, that's the short version um, of of it. It could take Ama hours to tell that story, you know. That's amazing. That's a, that's yeah. a really cool uh, background, and you lived some really cool places. Um, yeah. 
What do you think of Austin so far? Austin's great, man. Like, you know, I've been in Austin for about three and a half years now. So it really is home. Um, the end of the, the American journey resulted in us becoming citizens just two weeks ago from time of recording now. So, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's just wonderful, wonderful to be part of this awesome country. And, you know, even though we're in quite a, quite an interesting time right now of learning what democracy actually is uh, in this big social experiment, I think our best days are ahead of us, you know, so really looking forward to that. But Austin's fantastic. I mean, um, it's, it's funny because actually there are elements in Austin of, every place that we've lived in and so it's quite endearing to us really and you know any place that we've lived in has been the people that have made it and um i guess austin texas san marcos um you know the surroundings really the people make this place and so um so it's really been wonderful to be here no doubt how about uh what was your experience like in in radio can you talk a little bit about that yeah absolutely um interesting radio I guess the, what's the best start point? You know, I have all these long stories and I have to try and make them short. You know, I guess that's why we're building a story company. So I don't feel so boxed in anymore. But um, I basically woke up one morning and I remembered that when I was studying theology, I had a lecturer who told me, if you don't go into ministry, you could always go into radio. And I woke up one morning, I was actually a personal trainer at the time. And I thought, I'm sick of counting to 10. Let me... Um, figure out this radio thing. And so I went and booked a studio. I recorded on tape cassettes in those days, right? Tape cassettes. I'd record what radio DJs were doing on air. And then I listened back and I learned and I thought, oh, this is what they do in and out of a song. And this is what they say here. And this is what they say there. And so I booked a studio, recorded these little bits, asked the producer to edit them in to sound like a real radio show. And in those days, we didn't have LinkedIn. We didn't have social media. We didn't have any of that stuff. So I went and hounded hounded radio executives in their receptions when they were leaving after a long day of work or when they were arriving first thing in the morning and uh, would just put my tape in their hand and say, please, please put me on your station. I know I can do this. And, you know, and um, they in turn, man, there's no way to keep the story short. Um, they in turn said to me, you need experience. So the only thing I could do at that stage was find a college station and ask them for time on air, to which they said, well, you have to be a student. I said, okay, not a problem. I went down to the admissions office. I asked them, what's the cheapest course you got? They told me it's communicative Zulu, which is an African language. And I just have to sit there for an hour a week and learn how to talk. I was like, great, sign me up. I paid the money. I took the receipt. I went back to the program director. I said, here, I'm a student. Put me on air. And he put me on air 3 a.m. in the mornings, broadcasting to nobody because the license was in, in litigation at the time. But I used those tapes. Um, to form more demos. And I kept calling. There were probably a list of 29 radio execs I would call every single day. And to this day, I wonder where I found the energy for it. And finally broke into the biggest commercial radio station in South Africa. And uh, that was the start of the career. And um, was fortunate enough to do that in all those different countries and have amazing experiences that went with it. And, um, and then, you know, really started to learn about how radio was being, in my opinion, destroyed with syndication, with the copious amounts of advertising all the time, the slant on it. And uh, I really just fell out of love with it. And so uh, that, that brought the radio journey somewhat to an end and, until I got involved with a app called Station Head, which is here in, uh, in America, and they're in their eighth year of founding, which gives everybody the ability to be a radio host from their phone, which is really cool. should actually hook you up with those guys to chat to them. Fascinating stuff. And I uh, did a bit of radio with them. But outside of that, 
Yeah, the radio years are over, but uh, heck of a ride, man. Heck of a ride. That's awesome. I love the tenacity. We kind of just breaking the door down. You didn't, you didn't wait yeah. for the door to open for you. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, I love that. And I think, you know, we've lived our lives like that, my wife and I, and uh, we certainly like that with the company now. We, we're founding in a, a little bit of a different way to most tech startups, but there is that. I love that the word tenacity is fantastic. Um, and I guess probably resilience too is just something that has really become a core of our lives, you know, because it sounds glamorous living in all those places and living that life. It really hasn't been. It's really been a lot of sacrifice, a lot of difficulty, a lot of counting the cost. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's the journey we've been on. Let's get into the company. Um, what inspired you to, to launch uh, Capsule? Yeah. So, you know, with, um, with all of these amazing experiences through life and all these places you've lived and everything, and as I say, all the struggles and things too, I really came to a place, I guess it's an age thing. I'm 42 now. And I started thinking, you know, we don't have kids yet. My wife and I are about to start the process of adoption. And I just really want our kids to know who we are and why we are who we are. So they could look through photo albums. They could look through whatever. When they're old enough to appreciate our lives, I want them to see in first person why we became who we are. And I sat down to record a private podcast for that. And I really quickly realized that I wanted to be able to put video, audio, pictures in one space. I wanted to be able to share privately so that I wasn't at the abuse of everybody's comments out there, you know, such hostile environments nowadays online. And uh, I started thinking about my grandfather as well, the reverse of it, how I wanted to know his story. He was an orphan who became a very high-powered CEO, and he passed many years ago. And I don't, I don't get to hear those insights now that I'm old enough to actually appreciate them. And so Capsule was really born out of that place to give people digital time capsules that you can upload audio, video, pictures, documents into those capsules. And then if you think they will inspire other people like cancer survivors or, or the like, then it can go on a public feed to inspire others. But most importantly, each capsule that you can create, and you can create as many as you like and upload whatever you want in them, can be shared privately with only the people that you want to see that particular capsule. And so you have control of your content. And so that content, once created in those capsules, can also be passed on generationally. So we've built proprietary system of permissions that allow people to hand that on through generations. And yeah, I mean, we just think that's kind of cool, not just as a, as a usage for individuals, but certainly in the sense of saving world history that we're not doing very well right now. now like we said, we used to save pictures in, in boxes, right? Or photo albums or, or things that we would pass down to a certain degree. But we just, in a digital age, have not done a good job on saving history individually or as a collective. And so we're on a mission to um, have people join us on that movement and, and do exactly that. Save your story showing you in first person for those to know you generationally. I think that's great. I mean, I think you're solving a, a really uh, big problem that, you know, we see with the internet age, um, all these new, you know, social media platforms, uh, different media platforms that people, you know, collect memories and either photos or videos or even like Snapchat, it's a temporary thing. Um, and the, that keeps, that landscape keeps changing. Right. And then, People mm -hmm. keep uploading photos and video and et cetera uh, to these different platforms and you kind of lose track of them. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I went to visit my, my family uh, recently and my dad has a box of pictures. He pulls them out and he can, he can show them to me. He has yeah. uh, stacks of VHS videos from family 
family events in the past. And, and that's another thing you don't see a lot of either. You know, you don't see people doing video of like somebody's birthday party, like yeah, they used to with a camcorder and things like that. Yeah, and man. Totally. It's like a lost thing that, that, that I wish mm-hmm. was still there. And I think you're solving a great problem that to be able to capture all these things and, and store them in one spot and to be able to pass them on to generations uh, is amazing. Yeah, thanks, man. And you know, you, I mean, you nailed it there. Our memories are scattered across social media at best, if they're even being recorded, because a lot of people are not going on social anymore. Now, here's the problem with social. And I can honor social, like the stuff that, say, for example, Facebook have, have, have built, right? We wouldn't be thinking about this sort of tech if they hadn't done that. They really did pioneer a way. Love them or hate them, they pioneered something. I do just think that that was the first iterations we had of it. And we have an opportunity to build better, right? So, so with that being scattered across social media, there's a few things there. One, you don't own your content, um, and that's problematic. If you want to have your a deceased love uh, one's um, page memorialized when they pass away, they'll do that for you. But to actually own that content and pass it on generationally, one, it's scattered. Two, you don't really have the rights to do that. In fact, for the first time now, uh, a bunch of UK lawyers are looking for how we can develop the legal rights to gain content from a deceased person's profile. That's the extent of which we hadn't planned that out. Now, Capsule, we do that up front. We, we legally allow you to give permission-based sharing at the creation point. So we don't have that back-end problem for families. But aside of the scattered memories, aside of the lack of collated content, aside of the um, hostile environments, we want to fix all of that. And so when we speak about hostile environments, for example, that's fixed by you having full control of private sharing of your content. No comments, no likes on Capsule at all. So you're not going to be validated or devalued by the content you create, by some person sitting miles away and then saying something about you that actually has absolutely nothing to do with how you felt putting that up, you know? Um, And then to get away from the overarching meaning behind digital content, like we lost it. We made it about taking 30 pictures to find the perfect one to post so that we don't get abused for it, you know, and we have this perfect life. How much more valuable though if you didn't have to put a public, put it in a private capsule, type a simple thing that will draw you back into that memory so that it's meaningful to you. It puts you back in the moment. And those you shared with you back in the moment of it. Living in the moment is not a 30-second video clip that disappears after a few minutes or a few hours. Living in the moment is being able to go back to my memories and look at that and go, wow, I remember that. I remember that person. It's like sitting at a table with a school friend that you have these conversations, you go, wow, I wouldn't have remembered that if we didn't have this conversation, you know? And so one of the best pieces of content on Capsule actually in the beta stage right now that a friend put up is him and another buddy on two horses. And all he put on the comment was, our hands were so cold. And I can then relate to that picture, right? Um, So that's the one side of it. The other side is obviously first-person storytelling that I can sit and record a video to my kids one day saying, these are my thoughts on COVID, for example. This is what our journey was like, and this is how the world changed. And there's a whole neuroscience behind this, which uh, is quite remarkably beautiful, which I'm happy to get into if we have time. But uh, I, I could talk for days and days and days about this, man. So, so probably better if I just hand it back to you. But that's what we're building. We're super excited about it. And we think that more than just an app, we're building a brand new platform. We're actually building an ecosystem 
And above all, we think that out of this place, people once again have a reset on valuing themselves, their own stories, their own lives, and in turn valuing each other, and that every person has a story that's worth saving, we can learn from and engage with. That's amazing. Logistically, how would this work? Like, let's say um, I, I get on the website and I create a capsule and I start, you know, creating content. How would I share this with my family or friends that want to see this? Yeah, I love I love the pup in the background. By the way, I must say I love that. I've got dogs too. Um, it's this is the thing of work at home right now, remote, right? It's like we've got to manage all the things. I think more people are buying goldfish now than dogs. I think the the sales have shifted, but I love the life in it, you know. Um, so because we haven't launched, uh, yet, uh, I don't want to, sh- forgive me. I'm not going to share too much proprietary stuff, um, just yet, but suffice to say that you will have full control of who sees your content now and permanently. And we have a permission structure and check-ins with you and your next of kin to make sure that that is only shared at the time that it should be shared and that it is only shared with the particular people you want that particular piece of content shared with. And should those people decide that they would like to pass it on to the next generation, say your grandkids, great grandkids, then they have the ability to do that. And so um, we have looked at everything from a user perspective because we are really the first three users of the app me and my two co-founders. If it doesn't, if we don't like it, then we're not going to do it. Um, but I'll say this, that we recognize that in this space right now, one of our biggest roles is to regain trust of people. There are a lot of platforms out there, a lot of things that have been tried, a lot of things have taken people's data, a lot of things have really messed us up for how we believe that things that should belong to us don't belong to us at the end of the day. And so we have zero ads, for example. We have zero targeted tracking. So we track for like app improvement and that sort of thing, but we do not target users in any way. We do not keep your data in any way. Your data is owned by you. If you want to leave, you can download your data. So unlike trying an app and not liking it and you lose your stuff, here you'll be able to keep your stuff forever. We don't mind. We just want you to be on the mission of saving your story because it's valuable. And so... um there's all of that, and there's a lot of iterations and a lot of ecosystem that we're building out in the future that's super exciting, which I obviously can't share with you yet. But suffice to say that um, a lot of time and effort and uh, proprietary tech is going into making sure that you are not a product, that you have full control over what's meaningful to you, and that's ongoing through generations. I love it. That's, that's, a, that's amazing. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, your experience, what it's been like to, to kind of uh, start a company kind of in the middle of the pandemic? Yeah, I love that question. You know, it's something I've actually wanted to talk about for a while, and I haven't actually been asked that yet. So uh, kudos to that. I love it. Um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. You know, for us, uh, the pandemic really presented a whole bunch of opportunity. And um, doesn't mean we love the pandemic or wanted the pandemic in any way. I don't think there's a single person. Well, maybe there are a few, but let me not go into my cynical side. Let me rather just stay on the, on the good front here. But, you know, when I, uh, when I was reaching the end of sort of 2019, um, 
this is when the idea came to me. And when I reached out to the two friends that are now my co-founders and they bought in so hard on it, we realized that we had to go for it then. The market seemed right. The timing was correct. And um, we realized the need in humanity for something like this. And actually, there's a whole developing market for, for apps like this. None doing what we're doing to the scale that we're doing, but it's wonderful to see an emerging market focused on saving our memories and stories and valuing humanity in this way. So that's fantastic. But certainly founding through COVID, and we've had a year of founding through COVID now, has, um, has meant that we've had to learn how to do things differently. And I speak to business leaders about this uh, when I get the opportunities. But as far as running a fully remote team, founding a fully remote product, communication is amped up on a whole nother level. But with communication comes that emotional intelligence that you have to now have over a digital space. You have to be able to show empathy over the space. You have to be able to understand where your team is. And you have to be able to handle your own emotions around out of sight, out of mind, right? Do you trust that your guys are still working even though you only have like two main meetings a week where you check in and those are digital? And sure, you have access on phone, Slack, all these things, that's great. But there's a lot of different emotional struggle in not being face-to-face. That said, I don't think we would have even had the idea to build this something like this to the scale at which we're going for had COVID not happened. It would have been life as usual. And so this presented an opportunity for us going, you know what? Something that hasn't come out of this whole thing is the value, the value of life, the value of our stories. Imagine people could have recorded things during the time of Spanish flu. And would we have looked back and then go, okay, hang on, we can learn from this. Let's do this. And that is coupled with the fact that a lot of our history nowadays is dictated to us. But what if we were the history makers? What if we were the history recorders? What if we were the journalists? What if we were the ones that were saying, no, no, this is how it was for me? Would we then recover the great American truth of agree to disagree? That's your story. That's my story. But you know what? We're recording history in the same vein of things. And so it's quite remarkable that we found it in COVID. It's quite re- remarkable that we, we found it in the p- pandemic because it just lines up to the ethos of what we're trying to do here, that everybody should have that voice and everybody should have that mutual respect. But the challenges for us, we viewed more as opportunities and we recognized that it tested our team and we came through that. And so we feel empowered to to build remotely or non-remotely at any point. That said, though, remote is definitely harder than being face-to-face, no doubt. I love the vision. You know, it's like, like you said, it's not really just about capturing, you know, photos and videos and having story them in one place, but also start telling a story and, and telling a story of your life and your family. Right, right. absolutely. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly it. The, the neuroscience behind it is quite remarkable, really. And we... You know, we're looking to build this to the point that we can actually partner with research um, partners such as Alzheimer's, uh, Dementia Institutes from two facets. One is how could we help people jog their memories through digital content and how could we build that into Capsule? The other is um, actually from a conversation at a, at a VC happy hour I went to a little while ago where a gentleman said to me, you know, we've just, um, we've just, I don't know, it's not submitted, it's not, but taken our, our grandmother into a dementia home to, as a care facility, right? And he said, how wonderful it would be for the, the carer 
to be able to see a capsule from his grandmother of her life. And so that carer could actually relate in a much better way to her in giving her care where she can't remember her own life. You'll actually still know that person to care for them. And there's, there's many applications like this. We think of military being able to leave time delayed capsules in, in case of worst case scenario. You know, legacy goes without saying, leaving your story on. We think of, um, artists being able to actually own their content in a space and distribute it as they wish. Um, and cancer, cancer, um, cancer patients of which I've been one, uh, being able to leave their stories in case of worst case scenario. So, um, so yes, the vision, the vision is vast, but it always comes down to people and humanity and what can we add into the fabric of society. We want our, we all want our lives to count for something, you know, and, uh, us three as co-founders really believe that this is, this is the stake in the ground that our lives will count for bringing this to humanity. So yeah, we're stoked. Excellent, man. What, what would you say so far uh, at this stage in the company has been your biggest challenge and what has been your biggest win so far? Yeah, totally. I think, I think our biggest challenge is much the same as most, uh, most founders in the sense of um, you want to build and iterate really quickly. You, you recognize the vision and to, to merge the vision with the time it takes to build a product that is actually going to stand up to the value of that vision is a difficult thing to be patient with. And so, um, so that has probably been one of the struggles. It's funny, you know, I would think that our biggest struggle was remote, but it really wasn't. Uh, and, and probably the reason for that is our founding team, we've known each other for a collective of 40 years. So we, so we really get on well, we know each other, we've been in the trenches together. So I think that's been the hardest thing, just that patience on build. I mean, my gosh, particularly as a CEO, right? I want it tomorrow. You know, and uh, that drives the tech guys crazy, but that's been tough. I think the biggest win, though, has really been team. Um, to to get, I mean, I could go raise, I could go so much. I could just, there's so many wins we've had over this time, but I think the one that stands out the most, and I think the one that investors buy into most is the team, how close we are, how efficient we are. And I think the biggest joy of my life to this date actually came after a mid-year cancel, cancer battle where the guys had to carry the company and I came back to it and they were filling me in on what had happened and the ownership that they had of the vision that I originally carried and now they carry was just a, such a wonderful, wonderful um, compliment, you know, that, uh, that, that I can hold on to. And so for me, much of this is successful already. So um, now it's just a matter of giving the people opportunity to to have it in the hands and uh, and use it. I'm looking forward to to the release and and uh, and be able to use this and, and and start getting started. I think I think it's great. And in terms of the tech, uh, technology is changing. You know, so fast nowadays with uh, social media, just the internet in general, uh, blockchain. You know, you got yeah. cryptocurrencies. Do you, do you see anything in the future related to tech? For this type of uh, concept, do you ever see anything like using the blockchain for something like this? Yeah, absolutely. So this is, um, like I said, many wins, right? Uh, I think one of the wins we've had is that, uh, and I'll, t- I'll tell you the story to, to, to answer your question, but um, our, uh, one of our founders, so I'm just making a note, my brain, I don't know if your brain works like this. If I don't make a note, I might not remember to come back to your question. So uh, I've learned to do this. Absolutely. You know? But uh, <laughs> it sounds like I'm, I'm Bumbling around, but nonetheless, there we are. I don't mind being a little eccentric, you know. So, um, 
our one of our co-founders, our head of product, him and his wife actually got stuck, and I mean stuck in Bali during COVID. In Bali, of all places, right? I mean, like we 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 tease him about it all the time. We're like, you're stuck in Bali. It's such a tough life, you know. So sorry to hear that. But the beauty of it is, in interviewing development houses to build the capsule app. We actually chose one eventually because of the fluidity and beauty of what they build that happens to be five minutes from his house. And so he actually has direct access into our dev- development house. Now, most tech places have to deal with a dev shop out in India or the Ukraine or somewhere, which we interviewed too, but it's very difficult to communicate, get quick turnaround, all of that. So that has served us extremely, extremely well. Now, what we didn't know when we chose this this uh, dev shop is the extent of their experience. They just didn't share it with us. As much as we asked them, I guess it may be a cultural thing that they were just, you know, being humble. But it turns out that what they've built us already fits onto blockchain. And so that might be one of the very first social interactive platforms on blockchain. And it also lends us to looking down the line of NFTs. Uh, owning your content, for example, we've been in conversations with um, with uh, very high former employees of um, major, or let me just say, of HBO and a few other um, companies like that. Uh, one is a writer on a current show, and they've said, you know, in the seek of these production houses to find real stories from real people, how will we protect our users' content just being used? So that might be a play for us as far as as far as NFTs goes and that. And this all goes into the ecosystem. And so it's exciting to see. We also look at things like AR, being able to walk into a memory and remember a memory like that. And then so, so, so much more. I will say this though, anything that detracts from the core business of valuing your story, saving your story and passing it on through legacy would be under massive scrutiny about whether it gets added to the platform or not. I think there's something about staying pure to that. That, uh, that keeps the trust of your users. So yes, to answer your question, absolutely. We are, we are um, moving and shaking on all kinds of future tech, including uh, digital humans and how we could have digital humans help interview you. Um, and uh, we're, looking at, uh, we're actually looking at a partnership with a great company called Unique uh, for that. Uh, so just very exciting stuff. I'm filtering what I'm allowed to tell you and what I'm not allowed to tell you, but that's, uh, that's a good chunk. That's a good chunk of it. Very exciting. That's, that sounds yeah. amazing. I'd love to see how, how it all plays out. You currently on the website have a wait list for folks to, to sign up. I saw, um, is there anything else you would like to highlight about the company and the things you're working on with listeners uh, they should know about and look forward to? Yeah, I, I think, um, as you said, Get on the wait list. The website is capsule.app. That's C-A-P-S-L-L.app. And so join the wait list there so you know when, we, when, we're, uh, when we're launching. Um, also follow our social media, Capsule app. Uh, you know, it's funny. We're on social media. I always look at that. I'm like, do I have to say that? You know, we'll be on there for now and then we'll see. I, I, truly, I truly do believe that, um, that Capsule is going to be a very good replacement for those that are frustrated with social media, that that are tired of hostile, divisive environments um, and that uh, recognize that instead of just throwing the baby out with the bathwater and not doing anything anymore as far as your digital content goes, we do live in a world of digital and you do want to save those memories. And so I would ask that you, I would humbly ask that you give us a chance to earn your trust and, um, and help you do just that. It may just be the thing you've been looking for all this time. 
And so um, we are uh, also in beta testing right now, and we're also continuing to raise. So we're still taking on investors. And if you'd like to reach out for that, then uh, please do that. I'm on LinkedIn as well. And uh, you can connect with us through, uh, through either of those platforms. We would uh, take you along that journey. Great. Uh, one other question I ask all, all uh, guests on the podcast is, uh, you live in Austin. What's your favorite restaurant in Austin right now? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, I got to narrow it down to one, huh? Just yeah. one. Man, it's hard. Can I, how about, can we negotiate? Can I, do, can I do a restaurant and a food truck? How about that? You got it. All right. Okay, awesome. So here we go. Favorite restaurant right now probably remains um, ATX Cochina in downtown. Mexican restaurant, stunning. You will never, I don't know if you'll ever taste Mexican food like this. Absolutely phenomenal. And the trick is to do the happy hour. Um, by the way, if you do a happy hour, go to Red Ash as well. See, I slipped a second one in. I had to. I had to just slip it. I had to. There's too much good stuff here. Um, Red Ash is awesome too. But my favorite food truck and probably one of the best burgers I've ever had on the planet, and I'm a burger connoisseur, is a place called uh, Ranch Hand, or for my fellow Americans, Ranch Hand, right? And that is at Armadillo Den on Manchac, um, down sort of South Austin. And if you go there and you get the Chelsea Burger, I promise you, um, you will not be disappointed. And a super cool place to hang out, Austin style. So, yeah. I just wrote that down. ATX Cocina is great. I've been oh. there many times and love it. I think those are yeah. great choices there. Uh, love it. You mentioned the website earlier. Uh, yeah. it, is there anywhere else uh, listeners should go to to learn more about you or the company online? Yeah, I mean, the website's core cool and you can find all of our social media links through that. But um, I think Instagram is probably our main our main point of, of updates right now until we uh, can be more public with things. And so on Instagram, you can find us by the same thing, capsule.app, C-A-P-S-L-L.app. And uh, we'd love you to follow us there as well. Great. I'll put that information in the show notes for listeners to check out. Uh, listeners, I highly recommend you get on the wait list, uh, check out the website, check out what it's all about. Uh, stay tuned uh, for, the, for the launch of the, of the platform. Uh, investors, if you're interested, please, uh, please take a look and, and consider investing in this great company. Uh, Clint, thank you so much for being on the podcast and uh, wish you the best of luck in everything you do. I would love to keep in contact and, and have you on again on the podcast uh, down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you having me and uh, great conversation. Thanks so much. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by our affiliate Gemini. Gemini is a well-respected cryptocurrency exchange started by Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss. If you're interested in purchasing Bitcoin, Ethereum, or other altcoins, please check out their website at gemini.sjv.io backslash Moontower to learn all about it. Thank you.